guys welcome back to my channel it has been a long time since i posted on my channel but i'm really happy because i am starting a new segment on this channel called chats with nat um, as you can see that is natalie my best friend and if you have been following me for some time on youtube you will remember our best friend tag that we made that we posted in college it was our senior year when we were roomies we um thought of this wonderful idea actually a couple weeks ago um we love to send each other quotes or scripture and podcasts and music like all the time we love to talk about jesus together and it was a few weeks ago where we were just in the word and we were really reading and soaking all in what psalm 139 has to say and i really think the lord just like spoke to natalie in that moment because he gave her this idea that we start like a little video series or a podcast or something where we're basically just together and talking about jesus talking about our lives and just everything that we normally like to talk about we thought it would be fun to talk about with you guys this is season one of chats with nat episode one um yeah. <laughs> we are so excited. Matt, <laughs> how excited are you about this? I'm actually so hyped. I know it. Now, what is sad right now is that we live in two different states. Nat lives in Chicago, and I'm living in North Carolina. So, Zoom is going to be our best friend um, to film these little videos for you guys. Um, but I think I think it works out good because we're right next to each other. So it's kind of like we're in the same room, kind of. Yeah. We figured the first video to kind of just start off this whole series um, is to talk about our story and um, our sisterhood and how that all started. And um, we figured that would be a good starter video just to so you guys can get to know us a little bit better. If you don't know us already, um, maybe you just clicked on this video by accident. I don't know if you've been following me, you'll get a chance to know Natalie better, vice versa. Our individual stories are very, testimonies are very like obviously special and very important, but also the story of how God orchestrated our sisterhood, um, how that started and what it's been over these past, what, six years? Yeah, crazy. So crazy. It's just, it's a beautiful story that's continuing and I love it so, so much. By the way, Nat just got married. Oh yeah, that's part of my story. <laughs> Rachel was chastising me about not having my last name switched. I know. On I, the I, Zoom. I, Kirk, um, I don't know who that is anymore. <laughs> it's like, you need to change it. You're a new woman. I know. There's so many outlets that it needs to be changed on though. And so it's crazy. I mean, I feel like you told me that you were experiencing that too. 
because Rachel is about to have her one year in August. August, it's so crazy. The first year goes by so quick, and I feel like a lot of people say that, but when you're actually living in it, it goes by so quick. I can't believe it's already the end of May, and it's just, it's also extra special that, like, we both are newlyweds together in this season, so we're walking through this new stage of life together, and I think the Lord knew that was obviously going to happen. So it's just even more special um, the closer that we're getting living in this new season together and talking about that and what that's like for each other. So, yeah. Yeah, so true. Um, goodness, how to summarize my life and my walk with the Lord and just what an amazing um, oftentimes misunderstood journey that it has been. Um, but I'll just kind of trust the Holy Spirit to guide me through the high points of what I might want to share. Um, so I was born and raised in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and my parents aren't actually from there, but my dad's job brought them down there. Um, before I was born. And so they had met in Memphis, Tennessee, where we still have some family, and then um, moved down there. Um, looking back was like, obviously, God's guidance that other opportunities my dad thought was gonna follow through didn't. And so um, they ended up down south in Cajun country, which wasn't where either of them were from. And I'm the youngest of three siblings. So I was hooray, surprise baby. And so I'm the third. And um, my older brother is six and a half, like seven years older. And then my sister is four years older. And I am the baby of the fam, um, which I kind of love. There's probably pros and cons to being the eldest, which Rachel is. Um, but yeah, I have been just super fortunate and beyond blessed um, just to be born into a family with parents that really spoke truth over me and brought me up um, in a way that I was exposed to God and his character and um, Jesus's salvation and really understanding like our need of him. Um, and it wasn't anything that they ever tried to like assume I would believe or force upon me in any type of way. But yet it was like they were there to answer those hard questions that you have, you know, like as a kid and so they weren't gonna leave me hanging you know if I thought about forever or eternity or like death and what happens and all of these things it's like they would clearly present what they believed and their faith in Jesus you know and not shelter me from the fact that we do live in a fallen world where there's a lot of deception and other um other ideas that aren't really true or what I've come to know now with full conviction of not being true and then walking in what is. So I um, was brought up going to church and things like that. And I mean, I probably heard 
the good news of Jesus saving us like a bajillion times before it actually clicked for me, um, which is honestly probably the foundation of me understanding how God works by his Holy Spirit and really illuminate, illuminating truth for us. So it's like you can hear something, but then you can hear something and it makes sense in your mind and your heart, right? And so that's where it has to be both, you know, and it has to be our seeking and our willingness um, with, you know, God who's already completely willing and already there. It's not like he's far from us, which is something Paul talks about a lot in his letters, but it is, um, it's both, you know, our free will to want to believe him and trust him and, and really reach out for his rescue. Um, and then the Holy Spirit also helping me to understand. So that happened really for me when I was seven years old. I did not fully understand all of the intricacies of the theology um, of God like we ever will on this side of heaven, but he's grown me so much in my understanding of his heart and his whole plan of redemption and salvation and how he actually does that. But it's also beautiful that regardless of, um, you know, our age or our capacity to learn things by the world's standards if something you know in this fallen world is like disabling us from do that from doing that at any age it's like it doesn't actually matter because it's more so I guess an awareness of just that empty space inside of me that I really was compelled to fully believe that only Jesus could fill. And it's like that step of faith that had to happen. And then it's crazy how afterwards, then it's like all of the evidence falls into place, you know, like me and Rach talk about constantly, but it's like that first step of like any, any relationship being like, okay, we're going to do this. You know, I'm going to like walk through this life with you because I believe that you've created all of it um and that you've also saved me from my own sin and whatever was separating me from you and so yeah that was kind of my heart and so that happened at vacation bible school when i was seven so now i have um i mean i have a big heart for a lot of things and ministries but i love vbs because I think it's really um, just a powerful way to bring um, kids of all ages together, you know, not knowing what their home situations could be, you know, like if they're in a space to have answers to those hard questions and all of that. So um, that happened. And then the church that my family was at kind of had like discipleship that you would go through afterwards and so you would meet with your pastor and they'd kind of be like okay let's make sure you understand these things because it is like I think it can be a pretty emotional experience I mean it depends who you are for sure on like that moment you know that Jesus saves you um but yeah we went through like different scriptures of this is you know if you're 
committing to be Christian and this is what our faith says and are you down with all of this and then seven eight-year-old me was like yeah and then I don't know why if there was like procrastination that happened on scheduling the baptism but I got baptized when I was nine so I think maybe like a year and a half maybe had gone by in between that mm -hmm. um and so I was able to be baptized and follow in obedience in that way um and yeah ever since then it, I really believe that moment of conversion was real for me um because the Lord has never left me, you know, like he's grown me in a plethora of ways that I could not even begin to list out and growing and understanding how he sanctifies us and sets us apart. But yeah, he was really with me throughout all of my life growing up, um, pursuing dance and really like falling in love with that art form i started to understand my my natural giftings more and then also spiritual gifts i would say like high school ish it was kind of like you know other people would start to call things out and i would be like whoa what like mean you feel like god is really you know um giving mercy through me or encouragement or whatever so yeah, I mean, I was falling really hard after him. Um, there's different, like, difficult seasons I could touch on. Probably when I really had to lean into him the most pre-college, so pre-me and Rachel's sisterhood, um, was maybe, like, going into freshman year of high school. My sister moved off to college because we were four years apart and I was kind of like whoa I don't have that built-in discipleship all the time it was it was kind of like we started to get closer and then the chapters of our life like split in terms of where we were physically located um so it was like my sister was off and then another friendship had kind of dissolved that I thought was really that was really real but maybe actually wasn't or wasn't and then um one of my lifelong best friends ended up going off to an academic boarding school for her high school and so it was just like a lot of that normalcy was kind of shifted and so i definitely think my prayer life became deeper i probably learned and still learning how to ask for help and realize that that's a good thing so yeah, I was able to start to get to know God better, but there was still a lot of idols in my heart. And I think freedom to be found in terms of actually living into the benefits that Jesus talks about, like that he actually gives us as believers yeah. and as, as his followers. So I'd say that kind of catches should catch you up to speed kind of with where i was at um i mean moving to school of the arts in north carolina for college so that decision in itself was kind of um not kind of 
very much so just trusting in where God was leading. And so I had auditioned a bunch of places. And I mean, what kind of logistically made the decision was like, okay, I have some scholarship money. And since UNC schools are state funded, it wasn't like, okay, I'm going to dance at some privately owned conservatory and be paying back this money for the rest of my life. So that was, I feel like a big part um, of me and my parents kind of making that decision. Um, But also looking back, it was just like, I did have a lot of peace, just like walking on the campus and taking my audition classes and meeting the right people that God wanted me to meet and all of the ways that he works so mysteriously that we don't really fully understand. So that brought me to School of the Arts in uh, fall of 2014. My gosh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And gosh, when you say it like that, it just feels so like distant. So long ago. I know. Um, so that was, yeah, that was when me and Rach met. Actually, we met via Facebook. <laughs> we did. We did. Did I friend request you or did you friend request me? I don't even remember, but I just know that you reached, whenever we were, you reached out to me asking if I had a roommate and I already did. Yes. And I felt really bad turning you down. Cause then I like looked on your Facebook and you're just so beautiful and like so gifted with dance. I was like, Oh, I love, like, I just feel like I'm really going to love her, but like, I don't even know her yet, but I don't know who friend requested each other first, but yeah, I'm not entirely sure. But, um, that is, yeah. When our stories kind of collided. So we could keep going, but I feel like you should do your pre, you yeah. do your pre-college okay. um, story as well. And then it's like, we can both take it together. Okay. Well, I have a very different testimony than Natalie. Um, I grew up Catholic. So my mom was Catholic growing up. My dad was Christian. And um, growing up until like, seventh eighth grade all I knew was just going to mass and um that was it it was kind of like a checklist um weekly that I would just check off my list and like just go about my life wasn't really serious about it I just went to catholic mass because that's what my mom wanted us to do me and my sister and my dad actually didn't go with us because he wasn't catholic and um So he kind of just stayed home and was listening to sermons at home and stuff. But um, um, as a Catholic, um, I was going through CCD and I went through all the grades of CCD and my sister was, my sister and I are five years apart and she was coming up through CCD and my dad didn't want her to finish um, because he wanted us to find a non-denominational church, um, as a family, so we stopped attending mass, and stopped CCD, and, um, was on the search for a non-denominational church. Again, I wasn't really big on my faith at this point. This was more like middle school, early high school, and, um, 
we had new neighbors um, move in across the street and they were Christian and they have a daughter who's around my age, maybe a year or two younger than me. And she invited me to youth group one night. And I was like, I don't know what this is. I've never been to youth group before. <laughs> it must be cool. in the world. <laughs> I know. I know. So I went and it was just super chill. Like a lot of kids my age were there and we were talking about Jesus and there was food, of course, and like icebreaker games, you know how it is. And I just remember coming home that night and telling my parents, I really want to try out this church on Sunday. Like it seems really cool. Um, yada, yada, yada. So that coming Sunday, we checked out the church and we really liked it. So we started to attend that church. I started to attend the youth group weekly and that was all great. So I was starting to grow in my faith a little bit. Um, and we also were watching Charles Stanley on um, TV like every week and my family loves Charles Stanley. And at a young age, I gave my life um, to Christ. And I didn't even know I did. Um, when we were watching one of his sermons, he gave an invitation at the end. And um, all of my family and I like gave our life to Christ. And it was wonderful, but I didn't know what it meant. I just did it because my family was doing it. And so I was starting to grow my faith. But then fast forward a couple years, I was homeschooled um, for a couple years of high school for 10th grade and 11th grade, just because of my crazy dance schedule. I was getting stressed out with public school and I wanted to be homeschooled. Um, <laughs> so I had the opportunity to graduate early as an 11th grader. And I took that opportunity because why the heck not? And I remember attending UNCSA summer program in the summer of 2013 and um, absolutely loved it. And um, I just remember thinking I really wanted to go to that college, um, like had my heart set on it a hundred percent. And I didn't audition for a bunch of schools. That was my only school, the only school <laughs> I auditioned for. So if I didn't get in, I don't even know. Um, that was just the Lord's hand on that because I don't suggest you just auditioning for one school if that's something you want to do if you want to go to college just in case you don't get in but hey I guess I was having a lot of faith and I didn't even know that <laughs> and I just remember at the end of the summer program I felt good that I was going to get in because the teachers seemed to like me they were wanting me to go there for high school but I wanted to go there for college so fast forward to fall um 2014 we started um our freshman year of college, and I had gotten into my first relationship, naive Rachel, first relationship, a boy likes me, oh my goodness, and he happened to be going to that college as well, so I just thought it was the best thing in the world. Little did I know it was not at all, um, but it is part of my testimony. I am very grateful for it. Um, yeah, so I got into this relationship, which totally changed me and took everything from me, um, and yeah, it was not very healthy whatsoever. My relationship with my family changed. I didn't really want to talk to them. Um, I was distancing myself from friends and stuff. All I wanted to do was be around this guy and, um, so kind of succumb to like his lifestyle. And, um, 
yeah, I just remember just thinking, wow, what is going on? This isn't really who I am, but I don't want to lose this guy, um, this boyfriend that I have. And um, yeah, so um, come second year, um, sophomore year, things were getting worse. And I could, I think God really did start to open my eyes um, that second year as to my identity and who I am and how this was clearly not who I was and what God did not have planned for me. So um, around that time, we were trying to find um, churches and stuff. And Natalie was actually on the hunt for a church too. We were on a hunt for a church together. And we went to a few um, before finding um, the right one, um, the one that we really felt at home with at that time. And um, I was just noticing that I just had this hunger for the Lord, but this boyfriend of mine at the time, this ex, um, didn't, he didn't care at all, but I had this hunger and, um, I was starting to attend church more and actually growing closer with Natalie, um, more my second year. And, um, I remember Christmas break that year. Um, the Lord just spoke to me and he was like, you gotta, you gotta get out of this relationship. This isn't you. And I knew in my heart, I needed to get out of this relationship. And, um, went back to school. And that week after Christmas, Christmas break, I was just very, I don't even know how to describe it, just very drained, because I knew this was a prompting from the Lord that I needed to break this off. And um, I knew he was giving me the courage to do so and the strength to do so. And honestly, guys, like, if, if God didn't give me that, like, strength and courage like I would not I wouldn't have done it I would have stayed in this unhealthy relationship just to stay in it for being comfortable and whatever but that week I broke up with him and that was like a two and a half year relationship and you would think you'd be sad after that and kind of mourn that in a way but I definitely didn't I think I cried for five minutes and then I was like oh my gosh a weight is just lifted off of me like I feel like a new person like this is wonderful like all that baggage is just gone and that's when that's what really opened the door to me um wanting a relationship with the Lord and just growing in my faith and that Easter um not that Easter I'm sorry our third year, this was happening towards the end, our third year, um, I was really growing in my faith, and that Easter, I gave, um, I got baptized, so in the Catholic Church, you get baptized as a baby, but you don't buy that, that's just, like, what happens, but I really wanted to give my life to Christ, and so I got baptized, and it was Easter, and you had to let the church know if you're getting baptized, like, a week before, just so they could, like, prepare, um, you know, you like clothes and all of that. And Nat remembers this because you were right there. And um, we were sitting with like um, a group of friends. We all went to church together. And I just remember the first person that got baptized was a little girl. And I just felt the Holy Spirit like just come over me and just felt the Lord say, you're, you're going to get baptized today. And I was just like, oh my gosh, but I, like my hair's done, my makeup's done, I'm in my nice clothes, <laughs> like what is going on? No, but you just, I just felt like I had to. So I got up, I looked at and I said, I'm going to get baptized today. And she, obviously she was so happy about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. This is something I would never have done. Like, 
this is the Lord, so I need to listen to him. I got in line, and I was the first person in that line to get baptized that was getting baptized just with my Easter clothes on, and I remember them saying something about that, and I think that prompted uh, like, uh, some more of our friends to like stand up and want to yeah. get baptized, and maybe some other people. Um, yeah. I remember that, and I was just like, wow, like, God gave me the courage to do this and the prompting to do this. And I just remember coming out of that water, just feeling, just feeling completely new. Um, just with all that baggage I had to carry um, in the past and what I had to walk through with that, like that was gone. And I was starting like a new journey and it was just the best thing ever. And um yeah, our senior year, Nat and I, like during this time, Nat and I were just growing closer and closer. And yeah. our senior year, we wanted to um, room together. And so we did. And we um, had our own Bible study in our apartment, our in Seoul, and um, just really growing in the Lord together. And it was just, just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And um, yeah, I stayed in Winston after I graduated and God gave me this job right um, after school, like during my exit interview with my dean, God just presented an opportunity for me to work for the school that I had been attending for four years. And he just handed that to me. And that was only like, that was the Lord. I just knew that was the Lord because I just remember leading up to graduation, I was just like, I don't know what I'm gonna do after I graduate. I might want to work for this church that um, I was attending. Um, I might want to go to LA, but like, I wasn't really sold on what I wanted to do. And um, teaching was always a thing for me. I always had a heart for teaching and stuff. So God just kind of opened that door for me. And I met my husband with staying in Winston. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing. And we can get into that, like, how we met, you know, our husbands and just all we do a whole episode on that. We'll give you <laughs> details. Um, yeah, that, that's my story. Um, I kind of touched on kind of how we met, but kind of going back into that, um, I would say freshman, sophomore year, we were just trying to find churches together at that point. And mm -hmm. we were close, but we weren't super close. Right. Um, I actually did leave out a huge thing. <laughs> What's that? Nat really helped me open my eyes to, and I believe God really used Nat to open my eyes um, that sophomore year, junior year, when I decided to break up with that guy. Nat just spoke truth over me, and I think that was the first time I just felt like the Lord really used someone to get through to me, because we know that the Lord can use people to talk to us and to get through to us, and that was just saying like you know you're growing so much in your faith and you have such a hunger for the lord but you know that if you stay in this in this reality right now that you're in um with this guy that um nothing's gonna change you're gonna you're gonna stay stuck you're gonna continue to want to grow but he's gonna bring you down and um that, you know is that really what you want and you know just really made me think about it and in that moment i had to make a decision like do I want the Lord or do I want what I think I want? And um, do I want something better or do I want what I think is better? And obviously um, what the Lord wants for us is way better than what we want for ourselves. Um, and it's hard to see that in the moment, but that's why you really have to ask the Lord to 
open your eyes, open your ears to what he has to say, what he wants to show you, um, how he wants to speak to you, because um, I just think that's super important. From my perspective, it's crazy how God works individually and communally, because I also grew, like, I had no major relationships really to speak of before Andrew, who's now my husband, but it's interesting how like the sisters that I've had throughout my walk and being in the family of God, it's like God's really shown me things, which I guess kind of touches on our spiritual gifts. Like I really think Rachel has a spiritual gift of faith and, um, I mean, he gives us all different gifts in the times that we need them. But I think, I feel like in that whole situation, Rach, I don't know if, if it would be considered like discernment. It was just like the Holy Spirit helped me see like the reality of, yeah, like what was going on. And so like wisdom or discernment or a combination of, of both. And I could see where deception was happening, like in. You called it out. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like in the spiritual realm. And then when we detect deception um which is an evil thing it's like jesus gives us the boldness to be like uh this is what's happening and yeah yeah, i mean god it's crazy because um yeah god really grew me a lot through that whole season and that whole process as well because i remember being like i need to be honest with her and that's something that i think Jesus grows us in over time is like getting more comfortable with those uncomfortable conversations when it's like, Hey, we're called to be real with each other, you know, and that's not how the world works. Like the world wants its friendships to stay very surface. And it's like, how dare you even think about offending anyone momentarily, even when it's for their ultimate good and their growth, you know, and like them actually getting to know God because if we're in relationships where like sin is at the center because if Jesus isn't then you're either for him or against him right and so it's like when we see anything that's separating us from him even if it is like it can, I mean idolatry can be anything we could easily do a whole episode or series on like the different idols that we have in our hearts but anything you know that's like coming before him I mean going into college a lot of that for me was um approval from other dancers you know and choreographers and wanting to feel like seen and the best and whatever and bookmark that could be another episode (laughs) but um yeah I mean the Lord overcame those insecurities for me but he did it by helping me fully embrace like the the fullness of the truth of what the gospel actually is um in letting jesus define who we are because of um what he's done for us and adopting us in to god's family as his children but um i just want to say yeah sorry i just want to say though like Nat really has a gift and in that moment when she was really speaking truth to me i think people people can be given wisdom and they can see the truth, but it's all about the delivery and how you do that. Now, if Nat approached me in a very unloving way and she's like, you don't need to be with, you know, if she just approached me in a very direct, like unloving way, like this is what you need to do. And this is what you should be doing. 
then I don't think I would have listened, honestly. Mm -hmm. But she approached the situation in such a way where she was loving me so much and how the delivery of how the truth was coming out of her mouth and the wisdom, it was in such a loving way, which was just Jesus coming through her, which made me really receive that. And Nat really has a gift of that, like meeting people where they're at and speaking truth into their life in such a loving, loving way. Cause I hate confrontation. Like confrontation makes me so uncomfortable. I hate it. <laughs> um, but it's all about how you confront someone. It really is. And if you're going to do it the way Jesus would do it, then I think confrontation can be a lot easier. But unfortunately I feel like in the world today, confrontation is very, um, <laughs> unloving and, um, people have their own agendas, which is, sad yeah that's so true it's like there's basically a perverted version of everything that God initially intended to be holy yeah. right so it's like in our communication you have these subcategories of like yeah speaking you know just completely honestly and truthfully and um yeah whenever it's confronting either a conflict with you and others said person or like a an internal conflict that you see within them or whatever it's like it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't have to be like such a daunting thing whenever you're really letting letting God's spirit lead you it's not that you don't feel the human effects of like this is uncomfortable but it's like you have that elevated heightened perspective on like, but really we're just all working towards the same goal here of wanting to really, you know, and granted I was like addressing another um, sister in Christ. And so it's like biblically a way that God spells it out for us to yeah. do that stuff, you know, cause in any, I've learned in conflict, it's like, we're only responsible for our, our own obedience and how we go about addressing whatever it is, you know. Um, and I think it's also about the person receiving it too. Like, what's your heart posture receiving this correction or this truth? Like, right, you're gonna be so close minded to it and think you're right and like basically hear the words and let it go out, you know, the other ear. You're really going to humble yourself. I think it's about humility and really taking that instruction, taking that truth, and humbling your heart to it and wanting to hear it because that's different too like if I had a hard heart a hardened heart towards like what Natalie was saying there would be no change the yeah. Lord would not have been able to get through to me um so definitely your heart uh, when you know you're being confronted or when you're confronting someone like ask yourself what am I, you know, how am I receiving this? How am I viewing this? How do I want this to change me for the better? Mm -hmm. uh, I think yeah, that's no, exactly, Rach. That's so good. And I feel it like it ties back into what we were talking about in the beginning of my conversion story. And when like the Holy Spirit really opened my eyes, it's, it's relational, like you're saying. So even in that moment where you like really, really needed breakthrough from this relationship and sinfulness embedded within that, that was like holding you captive and getting in the way um, of your closeness with God. It was both. It wasn't just like, you know, 
God speaking in all these different types of ways and one of them being through me or whatever. It was also like you getting to a place of being like, God, I don't know how you're going to do this, but I'm here and I'm ready and I'm willing yeah. to let go, you know, of whatever, let go. that said that one time. I don't know how long you had it before you got to college, but a she- while. I was like, I don't know. I don't have anyone that it makes sense to like give this to right now. <laughs> And so she had it for a couple years of college. And then after I had let, you know, was learning to let go of like the past and what I knew, she gave that to me. And it was a very emotional thing because it was so timely that she gave that to me. And um, that was just the best thing. I love that story. But yeah, it's crazy how God knew the way our stories would weave together and all the beauty that he would bring out of that but yeah anyways it's just cool to think about how the most important relationship is ours with Jesus and how that starts from a place of truly seeking him yeah um, and being willing like uh when we bring the husbands on one day and they share their stories it's like my husband's story could not be more different than mine, you know, and he was in a place of just really, really wanting to transcend and like know truth and mm. using all types of different um, questionable new agey ways of getting there. In my story or Rachel's or John's or Andrew's or whoever's, it's like we, we will find him when we seek him and we seek him with all of our hearts. Jeremiah 29 after 29 11, which is the one that everyone quotes all the time, which is also super great that the Lord knows the plans he has for us, plans to prosper um, and not for harm, like for our good. Right. But then it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. So just tying it back into that willingness that Rach was talking about. It's like, yeah, you got to be in a place to hear. And so that's something I try to pray every day is like, God, would you help me to boldly proclaim your love today? But then also for the hearts of the people that we're in relationship with in our lives to be like no like pray yeah pray that their hearts would be prepared like you were saying is so good and such a good point too I think that kind of sums up our stories and how we met and how our friendship started and all of that fun information but I just love like reminiscing and like thinking about it and just seeing like where we came from and seeing where we are now. And just because, you know, I gave my life to Christ doesn't mean like everything is perfect and dandy. Like there's sin that we battle every day and it's how you handle that and turning to the Lord and just deepening that relationship with him and your communication with him. It's, it's a relationship. Like Nat was saying, it's not just like, okay, I'm, I'm praying and I don't know if like, if I'm saying the correct words or, you know, it's just a relationship, like whatever you're struggling with, whatever you're 
going through, like God already knows, you know, the Lord is right there with you every day. And it's just so comforting to know that now after receiving him and, um, walking through life with him, knowing that he's right there and he wants the best for me and he loves me. Um, it's just, it's such a difference in how like I want to live, but that doesn't mean that like I'm a perfect person because I decided to follow him. Like there are slip ups, unfortunately, but it's just, you know, going back to him and repenting of that and like wanting, wanting to be better and wanting to look more like him every day. Like, I think that's really important when you know you mess up or when you know you're not in the best place. Um, knowing that that's not right. And that's not, how he created us to be or what he wants for us, but going to him and really meditating on his word and his character. And, um, I don't know, just letting that help you. And yeah, yeah. no, that's so good because I think what drives me crazy more than anything is it's like, we all have a choice, right. To, to choose Jesus or reject him, but for people to not even fully embrace what it actually is to follow him or even want to like hear Jesus out on like hey I came and I died on a cross for you not so you could keep climbing this ladder of trying to make your own path or something you know what I mean it's like everything that you're saying it's like no we're not just good people that can feel good about ourselves and do enough good things to then maybe like be in heaven forever it's like no, there's, there's an issue yeah. of, like you're saying, of our sinfulness that's present, and it's everywhere. Like, you see the injustice that is happening, you know, with, like, police officers, and not just them, they're in the spotlight right now, but, like, in all of our everyday interactions. It's like, if we're really honest with ourselves, like, we can't deny that this evil exists and sin exists and this separation from God. And so we can keep deceiving ourselves of like, Oh, I'm just going to be good and feel good. But yeah, ultimately it's like, there's a problem that we cannot solve in ourselves. And Jesus came um, as God, you know, as his son, but as the full embodiment and revelation of God in his fullness to be like, hey, you need help, and I'm going to give my life for you, and he's the only perfect one, like you said, that we can never attain to. It's coming to the end of the episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, for sure. I know something me and Rachel talked about whenever God kind of gave us this vision for the show is we wanted it to always be um, super clearly portrayed, um, just in the truth of Jesus and having that be available to everyone. So we don't want to assume that everyone here is already like, you know, jiving in their spirituality um, with Jesus being God. Um, But we want there to be an invitation at the end of every episode, just to have a moment where it's like, maybe you didn't, know him at all or thought you did I feel like that can be more common than not of thinking you kind of know him but then maybe you're having that moment right now in anything that Rach or I said um that maybe 
Jesus's Holy Spirit is using to um, speak to your heart and help help you understand and see in your mind like whoa these are areas that I've been deceived in and now God is showing me how I am actually far from him you know in the darkness that is just innately in us ever since um, sin entered the world like that's just a very real thing so if you feel like you're in a space of recognizing that and wanting the rescue of Jesus's grace then we just want you guys to know that either of us are here um, to kind of walk you through that but really ultimately Jesus can walk you through it right now and he already um, sees your heart and knows you and wants you to be able to receive his love completely so um, yeah if you're in that spot of wanting to believe, not just in him, but to believe in the promises that he has proclaimed yeah. Um, in, yeah, letting God adopt you in to his family. That's the invitation we have um, of what Jesus established for us on the cross. It's like finished work. So it's not um, based upon our own righteousness that we try to produce anymore it's actually completely and totally um jesus being like our substitute and our sacrifice for our souls and so um yeah when you walk with him death isn't a thing anymore because death is only a thing because sin was a thing yeah like god never initially intended that for us and so Um, If you feel Jesus calling you into his eternal family today, then don't wait um, ever. I think that's maybe like one of Satan's favorite lies. I don't know if you agree, Rach, but like, oh my gosh, following him is going to be like letting go of something better. It's just like Mm -hmm. such a lie from the pit of hell. Um, And that yeah that's kind of a part of my story that I didn't even hone in on but that moment of realizing like no actually God is the most beautiful and the most precious and the most perfect you know like we can't even comprehend fully yet so following him and walking with him in the kingdom of Jesus is the best thing ever um and we're still currently in this life that is a battle yeah. But we know that Jesus has won the war. So, um, Man. yeah, it's amazing how he, you follow him and then he really does suit you with his armor every day to be able to see what's going on and to be able to live for our capital L life that has been promised to us mm-hmm. beyond this one. And he gives you those spiritual eyes and it's just um amazing yeah to walk with him in the truth of his word um man we love to talk i guess uh, i guess you want to go ahead and pray for us yeah i'll go ahead and pray and then rach can kind of bookmark our episode all right yay (laughs) father god in heaven we um are so grateful just for this time to come together virtually um, using technology for good and not for evil, but actually as a way just to 
receive your love and your revelation and to proclaim your truth and have that be shared on these platforms, God. Um, I thank you so much for Rach and her heart. Um, I lift up anybody who is watching this or listening to this that you um, had completely predestined for this moment, God, in your, your sovereign control and your love that is ever flowing out of you. Um, I just lift up those who um, want to follow you today, God, that they would understand their sinfulness so deeply and so accurately and then receive the grace that you give so freely, God, that is the most liberating and freeing and life-giving force in the entire universe, God. And we praise you for that, for those of us that are already following you, that you would just encourage our spirits today and make us bold and confident um, in your love, Jesus, and in your power that we would understand your grace better and that many 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 of your children would be brought into the fold of your family god and that we would just all be one together that the world may know you too and we love you and we thank you jesus for your grace and for your mercy and for saving us and amen Amen. Thanks, Matt. Well, yeah, that is wrapping up our episode, episode one. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today. It was so much fun filming this for you guys. And it's just always wonderful to just talk to Nat and just have a conversation. So thank you for joining us in our conversation. Um, but yeah, be on the lookout. We are going to be posting every other week, new episodes every other week. So what did we say now? The next episode will be dropping on the 14th, right? 14th, 14th of June. What in the world? I cannot believe what is happening. <laughs> so crazy to me. Oh my goodness. Um, but like Nat was saying, if you would like to reach out to us, go ahead. You can, um, write down in the comments or I'll put our Instagram, uh, handles down here and you can go ahead and reach out to us there. Um, but we just really want to use, um, this segment, these episodes as a wonderful resource for you guys during this crazy time. We both want to, um, be there for you guys and love on you guys and just know that, um, you have company and, um, we would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you. If you have any ideas on what you would like us to talk about, go ahead and let us know. But thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and we will talk to you guys next time. Bye.